0: What a privilege it is to be part of a family, of a church family. I know that through the years we have all shared a lot of fun times when we laughed and then we've shared a lot of times with other people's grief and a lot of sadness. We've made a lot of beautiful memories. And it's such a privilege to be part of a family to share everything with. So I was thinking to start this service tonight. I would like us maybe to all uh, come to the front. We're going to have a special prayer for some of our precious family that needs a special touch. We have a wonderful report to report that Sister Dot's surgery did go well and they did not have to go back in there a second time to try to get more of the kidney stone. They got it all the first time, so that is very, very wonderful, but then all of you saw the prayer request that came came through about Katie's little baby, you know, they've been so excited about getting home with the little baby, and when my husband and I were up there last week, and they put in the little button, they were so excited, that went well, they were coming home, and then they found that little, something a little wrong with one side, the left side of her heart, but today they found it to be quite a bit more severe. They they had earlier thought so. In fact, Brother Jim said that if this procedure was not successful, that the little baby oh, would need a heart transplant. So we're going to. Uh, I know a lot of you have special requests for different people that are part of this church and friends. So. I would like us just to all gather around the front here and we're going to thank God for his healing power. We're going to pray that he will strengthen Alicia and Jim and Katie and her husband and that a healing will take place in little Brooklyn's body. And if any of you have any requests that you want us to pray over tonight, if you will just lift your hand. An unspoken request because God knows what they are. You may have raised your hand. We don't know. But God knows what every uplifted hand represents. And it doesn't matter if it's an emotional healing, a physical healing, healing a financial healing. God knows what it is. If it's salvation. So let's just take all of these needs before uh before the throne of God right now because he cares we thank you God for the privilege of coming before you bringing our needs before the throne knowing that you hear and you care not only do you hear and care but you're the one that can do something about all of these needs all these uplifted hands you know what these requests represent whether it's physical, emotional, financial, salvation. You know all about it and you're able to meet every one of those needs. In particular tonight, we're praying that your touch will be upon little Brooklyn. You see this need of a healing touch in her little heart. And you are the healer. You are the healer. We believe in your ability. extra strength tonight in Katie's life, in Aaron, in Jim and Alicia, we pray, God, they will feel your angels near, they will feel peace, oh, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will be their source of strength right now, because you are our strength, you are the strength of our lives, we thank you. that most of you have probably at one time or another received a, a special healing touch and of course through the years so many times I have but I remember one in particular when when the doctor when the dentist put a cap a temporary cap on my tooth because he said he was pretty sure it needed a root canal, but he was going to put this temporary cap on there to see how that worked for a month, and then we would go from there. Well, sure enough, it only been on there a couple of weeks when it was throbbing. It was hurting so badly, and so my mom was up here visiting, and so I told her that it was hurting very, very badly, and we were on the parking lot of Sears. Sears building on the parking lot. She said, well, let's just pray for it right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you will touch Donna's. Did y'all know that it quit hurting and I did not have to have a root canal? I still have a permanent cap on that tooth. (laughs) God is the healer of all kinds of things. He really does. He's the healer. Sing this song with me. It's so beautiful the name of
1: Jesus. It's so beautiful, that precious name. If you ask in Jesus' name,
2: it for To set the help.
0: you, You, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you have heard our prayers tonight and you're going to answer them in your own time and in your own way. You may return to your seats. I felt like singing some songs about the blood because it's because of the blood, the blood that Jesus Christ shed at Calvary.
1: She
3: It's good to be in the house of God. It's good to be on the way to a new body. That's right. No more colds, no more fears, no more doubts. Everything will be wonderful there. And uh, to think that God is using you to help create the climate for others to join the parade. I think we ought to pray for this city again right now. Father, I pray your glory shine through our lives, giving hope, giving care, giving comfort, giving joy, peace. We are crying out that the river rage in this hour as the covenants take their place in this time. We pray for every preacher, for every church family, for everybody that's ever even heard about you, that their appetite grow. In the name of Jesus, praise God. God bless you as the ushers come. And I'd like to remind you of the upcoming events. uh, Our mission pledge, of course, is due the 28th. Move the missions pledge is due... Uh, also the 28th. And uh, the Branson trip and the Move the Missions are both on push pay if uh, you need to take advantage of that. Our September events are half a night of worship on the 2nd. Labor Day, the 5th, going to be a great day. North Texas Men's Conference in Garland, the 9th and the 10th. That is looking like it's going to be a really great time and youth Sunday on the 11th and God only knows what's going to happen in between all of that Bible just said be ye ready Father thank you for this people who care about the people that we live around and in front of I'm asking the blessing of the Lord upon every nickel on every penny That somehow it be used to glorify your name and your people. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.
1: Oh, soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going.
3: third night of the first revival she said uh, why don't you just concentrate on preaching (laughs) we've sort of worked with that that same way (laughs) the rest of our life (laughs) she had a little accordion that little gold accordion I didn't know the difference in baritone, soprano, alto. I just sort of picked those up. I don't mean I ever got good at singing them. I just picked up that idea. But we have uh, thoroughly enjoyed life, and you have been such an integral part of it. couldn't help but think the last few days I've spent some of that birthday money and how many birthday monies y'all have given us and chances to go get new ties and shoes and I bought a pair of two pair of shoes that uh, I just like their style and they are so comfortable and thank you all for so many many good things I promise to do everything I can get myself to do that was my grandpa Hush's statement he said I promise to do everything I can get myself to do and I truly have a hunger and an appetite to see our city convalesced by the angels supported by the power of the resurrection and invited by the redeemer that's about to come gather his people home it's going to be worth everything sometimes we can hardly wait for a vacation or a raise or something but I can tell you, when He raises the dead and those who died in the faith, it will be something else. So tonight, do we? Do, did the lesson get up there? I uh, I can build a car, but I can't build a computer. And these things just really work with me and. I thank God for all of the men and women that worked to help me get this uh, communication up. Uh, My greatest uh, admiration was for Brother Pugh. He always used something visible to help us to understand more what he was saying. Now, Back in those days, it was the overhead transparency. And his, if you think some of my stuff is weak, he didn't take much time with it. But he'd get you to thinking about it, and you just made it look better anyhow because you you knew what he was talking about. So tonight, uh, I want us to think about why it is that you really have this strong desire to be like Jesus I uh, I'm watching so many religious settings in which that that it, it it almost like it's a job to have to go to church it's almost like it's a job to have to make changes in your life it's it's like man I'd like to if it, if it was not so uh, you know, if, if it just wasn't so far out on some of this stuff. And, and you know, it, it's just amazing as you sense what's happening. And, uh, and so this is a minuscule picture of what's going on every night, every day, out there in the astronaut's world or what we would call the cosmic world, or whatever. Now, have you found yourself on there yet? Now, here's what the Scripture said. Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has entered the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. I promise you he's not going to force anybody to go, and he's not coming after anybody that don't want to go. And it's not going to be a casual idea. It's not going to be those, oh, well, you know, if it works out, I'll go ahead and get the Holy Ghost, or I'll go ahead and make a few attendance uh, charts uh, uh, to the house of God. I'll pray a little here, there, and yonder. No, 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 no. He tells it just straight out. Through desire, a man separateth himself and intermeddleth unto all wisdom. It's right in the book of Proverbs, in your Bible, our Bible, all over the world's Bible, through desire. You're not going to force people to go to heaven, and God's not coming after people that had to be forced to talk in tongues, had to be forced forced to get baptized in Jesus name had to be forced to try to dress holy and live godly and all of that stuff no 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 no. it's going to be like when you was three years old and you wanted to dress like mama it was like when you was three years old and you wanted to put on your dad's clothes and so the scripture just says it clearly put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ Nowadays, we got young people that are wanting to dress like harlots. Somewhere, there's got to be an expose of the king of kings, the Lord that created the heavens and the earth and all that is therein. Somewhere there's got to be a people that talk about this phenomenon that we are going to rule and reign with him out yonder somewhere. We're not going to be here, and we're not going to stay in a grave. There's two exits out of the grave, and one's heaven one's the other. I've got a desire to not go to the other. But my desire not to go there will not give me what I do need. I've got to have a desire that's greater than anything else going on in my life to please the one who has invited us to come to his kingdom and live in rulership and reign with him forever. I don't know I I have polled a lot of people since the last two years about what's the real exciting thing to you when you say it's what we're going to be walking on streets of gold. You know what I've said to you about it. But it would be a good idea if you want to get people involved in a conversation that would take you to a meritorious idealism to ask them, well, what is it so special about Streets of Gold that you really want to go to heaven? What are you willing to do to go there? It is time for us to raise the question and not be us trying to figure out the questions the world's asking. Let's look at this here at life as it really is. What is it that keeps your heart ticking? Who is it that keeps your blood flowing? Who is it that allows your brain to respond to your ears and to your dreams and to your desires and to your heart? The Bible said that God turned such and one over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, for the saving of the soul. I I don't want him turning me over to that. I want him to just keep calling me, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and burdened down with care. I will give you rest. I will give you strength. I will give you peace. I will give you joy. I will give you a right, right path. I will give you right thinking. That's righteousness, the right way to live, the right way to love, the right way to act the right way to respond to hell and trouble, I'm here to tell you Jesus is on your side. And he came here tonight to knock on your door individually and collectively and say, if you'll let me in, I'll come in and i got a supper that you won't have to worry about Uh, the strength and the joy and the peace and the righteousness. I've got food enough and to spare. God who keeps this going. God who keeps every pulse rate in your body going. The same God that does this, does this. Just hold your breath for about five minutes. And see who's in real control. You can't do it. you'll be gasping, thirsty, hungry. And I am shocked out of my mind that the world is not gasping for God. And I'm really shocked about people that know a little bit about him and have got enough of him that they don't need any more. What is it going to take to awaken the appetite of our city? What is it going to take to awaken the appetite of ourself? To want to pray, to intercede, to seek the face of God. To go to Bible studies and go to church prayer and go to meetings that truly are going to furnish us the bread of eternal life, not the bread out there. The bread of eternal life. I'm talking about put fizz in your fast fast, fast lane. I'm talking about putting fizz in your appetite. Oh God, I can hardly wait to obey another Scripture. Oh God, I. I can hardly wait to imbibe into me a couple of scriptures that will strengthen my convictions and strengthen my resolve I will not let a day go by without talking to somebody about your bloodline I will not let a day go by without telling somebody how you've done and what you've done for my life I will not talk more about what I have than what you are giving me it's high time paul said it to the church in rome it's high time to awaken for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed one little part and you and i live on earth out of this massive setting he Gives me the opportunity to have the day I want. Oh, so and so just messed up my day. break the relationship I have with peace I refuse to let a flat tie in the engine. Spent $30,000 on it and worried about spending 100 to get a new plug. Come on, folks, it's time for us to think. Think big because here's what the Bible said. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I think I'm going to a new city. I think I'm going to get a new body. I think I'm going to outmaneuver the devil. I think I'm going to overcome every weird thing going on in my life. I think God is good, and I think you are good, and I think you're worth every ounce of the blood, and you're worth preaching to and studying and praying for. I think our kids are worth a whole lot more than the things that we can accumulate. I think our city is worth a whole lot more than just protecting ourselves from a tornado. I think our church world is worth a whole lot more than trying to act like we've got the best building or the best thing going. I'm telling you, the best thing going is the blood, the word, and the name. And it don't belong to anybody but those who believe and achieve the idea. I am in the name. I am in the blood. I am in the word. I am in the spirit. I'm the king's kid. Am I going to compete with him? Well, I just don't like the way he said it. I mean, I just don't like what he put in his Bible. I mean, I just don't agree with his Bible. didn't mind putting his mind on paper, and his mind has been on paper for thousands of years. He didn't mind because he knew what I'm saying will last forever. What I'm doing will last through eternity. What I'm saying is the wisdom of God from A to Z. From what I am saying will get anybody out of all the hell that they can get themselves into. I am a Savior. I am a Redeemer. I am a friend. I am a brother. I am a father. I am a mother. And and you know, there's a few people that would have the audacity. I don't know why he preaches so loud. And then they go to a ball game and they can't, The neighbor can't even hear what's going on down there because they're screaming over a two-bit ball game. There's something wrong with that kind of stuff. Now, don't misunderstand me. I enjoy a good ball game. And I'm going to pat my foot. And I'm going to, if somebody makes a good run, particularly if it's my kid.
1: One of your kids. Go.
3: Catch it. Not beyond that. But I'm not going to live for that. I'm going to live for this. Am I going to trail the created or the creator? Who am I going to follow? God did create all the people that turned out to be a whoremonger. God did create. All the people that turned out to be a prostitute. God did create all the people that turned out to be a murderer. God did create all the things that are created. He said, behold, I create good and I create evil. I almost ruled him out of my life. But then I knew, after looking and sensing, you've got to choose the one you love. And you've got to choose him enough that you choose his ways. And he knows good will always trump evil. So He wasn't worried about evil because he created good. He wanted you to have a choice whether you rather live in hell or live in heaven. And living in hell starts here. And living in heaven starts here. And that's why he said we are made to live in heavenly places. Because you can pray yourself out of hell any day you want to. And you can pray yourself into victory any day you want to. You can pray yourself out of jealousy any day you want to. And you can pray yourself into loving your enemies any day you want to. You can pray yourself out of worrying any day you want to. And you can pray yourself into faith any day you want to. Through desire, a man separateth himself from the pitiful and moves into the powerful. And that, that choice is that that's why we're saved by faith. But faith without works is dead. You got to deny sin in order to have the ho- to our host the glory of holiness. And you can't dress yourself into holiness. You can dress yourself out of it or dress in a way that reveals that you're not into a holy, godly, god-fearing life. Genesis. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. Somebody say dominion over the fish of the sea. Do we have any fishermen here? I I, I know we got one because I've heard a lot of people that now put a mark on their fishing line. Brother Jerry, I think I told you that the other day. It's just a. Uh, it's amazing how many of us, I know if I go fishing, and next time I go, if I go, uh, I, I'm going to put a mark whenever I hit hit one of them big ones. I, I, I told him I, that, that was really one of the greatest illustrations. And, uh, and, and the same thing is true in your prayer life. Uh, you, you, you'll know that certain spot where you hit the river of life it's when you're, it, 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 you can get real loud. I, I, uh, matter of fact, y- y'all remember Brother Daryl Scott, that, that his daughter died in Columbine High School. And, uh, he and I one time, uh, uh I hate to even confess this, but, uh, his, his church and a uh home was just not too far from our school. And, so we went down there, and this day we, were, we 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 started out good. I mean, we our intention was to pray, and and uh, we went down to his church to start praying, and and I don't know what got a hold of us, but it wasn't God. We started imitating some of the people in our churches. <laughs> First thing I know I looked over at him and I had no idea who it was, but he later told me it was just a lady in their church that just for whatever reason she just liked to rake the blinds. And he got to carrying on raking those blinds and I, I got over there. I was over here beating on the wall and and uh, uh we didn't touch God that day, I I just tell you that. Somewhat past that now, okay that's all I right talk about it but i I'm trying to tell you that dominion is yours. I want you to understand that you have the privilege of parading yourself. Into the courtroom of the King of Kings and the Lord a large, and so he said. But but that these kind goeth not out but by fasting and prayer, and fasting is the the critical issue of denying self all of its wants, and it is reaching out to that appetite. God, we've got to have revival in our home. We've got to have revival in me. We've got to have revival around us. Fasting is a matter of discipline that causes us every time you want to go to the table that you reach out and say, God, the only reason I'm fasting today is not to be able to make a break and run to go get a sandwich. It is because I want to touch the hem of your garment. I want to touch the glory of the Lord Almighty. I want to get past this flesh so that I don't cater to this flesh every time I turn around. It gets weak. It gets worn out. It gets tempted to do wrong. It gets tempted to not pray. It gets tempted not to obey your word. It gets so tempted. And so today I'm fasting because I want to focus my attention on obedience and loyalty and worship and praise. I want to bring my body under subjection so it don't rule me. I rule it. I want the Holy Ghost and fire to lead me to still waters. I want the Holy Ghost and fire to lead me to the river of life. I want the Holy Ghost and fire to lead me to the wisdom that's going to be the bread that saves my family and saves my neighbor and saves my city and saves my own self. I want bread. So God created man in whose image? Not the devil's. You've got a head start on the devil because you're already created in the image of success. You're created in the image of triumph. You are created in the image of resurrection. Resurrection. And I'm not going to try to take this image to anywhere less than what it was created for. And God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful. And what? Anybody ever heard of the fruit of the Spirit? That's what he meant for the future generation. Be fruitful. Let your joy, let your righteousness, let your peace be the leading attitude of a life. Righteous joy and peace. Those are the kingdom fruits. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you have love one for another, and that you love your enemy, or you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you love your enemies, your neighbor, and you pray for them that despitefully use you. You got to have those fruit of the Spirit to rise above all the collective things that this flesh gravitates to. It gravitates to jealousy. It gravitates to envy. It gravitates to gossip. It gravitates to bearing false witness. It gravitates to all that stuff. you you, you, you got to find a place where the river's really roaring if you're going to get the junk washed out. you got to have that river of living water that's going to wash out all the doubts and the fears and the collection of the flesh. It is every day that... This stuff is magnetic to all of that. So pray the Lord's prayer every day. Should we take time to consider this? I promise you it's not God's will for you to go home and get sick of yourself and go home and get feeling bad about yourself and let the preaching of the word knock you down instead of knock out the stuff that's holding you down. No, 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 no. You want to get anything that the doctor can give you that'll get you to climbing steps again. You want to get anything that the doctor will give you that will give you sanity back. You want to get anything that will give you your muscles, muscles back. You want to get anything. And that, and then that all of a sudden, when it comes to denying self and finding the Holy Ghost and letting the Holy Ghost lead and guide us, somehow because people... People look at us weird. We get to thinking we're weird. No, you become the light. You become the living epistle. But just being Pentecostal don't make that happen. I've watched too many people belong to a Pentecostal church. They still gossip. They still backbite. They still talk about their neighbors. They still talk down about them. Go to uh, your neighbor is out of the question for them. They'd rather a whole lot rather put it on Facebook how bad their neighbor's acting rather than go to them and say, Look, man, I know you're having some weak spots, and I, I want to join with you in helping strengthen you. Just a whole lot easier to make fun of people or to make light of people that are not doing well. Jesus prayed for us, and then he died for us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for the ungodly. To be a Christian is not to say, "Uh, uh, you can't just brag on being a Christian unless you act like Christ. No, 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 no. I'm not going there. I'm preaching to myself. My dad told me, he said, every time you point a finger at somebody, you're putting forward at yourself. So listen to yourself. And I try to do that. Adam and Eve sinned, they were the best, they were the finest. They went to the greatest church. They had the greatest pastor, God Almighty. He was with them morning and evening. I'm telling you, it is amazing that they had God morning and evening and lived in a perfect paradise and listened to a demon. And then we want to think that God's just going to overlook all that when he removed them from that garden. They were his perfect plan. No, no, no. He ousted them. Touche. Over. And I will te- tell you why. And that was simple. He had to get them out of there lest they eat of the tree of life again and live forever in that. you got to know that to understand that. He put a flaming sword, the Bible said, to keep the way of the tree of life. And he had to get them out of the whole paradise, lest they were to gravitate over there and get a hold of and live that way forever. And so he had to create a plan that would help get them back. So now the righteousness of God being without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and being justified freely by His grace. Somebody say teaching. You have to be taught. He said faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. It's not just a matter of saying, I believe Jesus Christ is out there somewhere. No, 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 no. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And the Word became flesh. So when you say you believe in Jesus Christ, you're saying, I believe in the Word. And so then when you deny the Word, you deny Him. Is that simple? To go to some major college to figure out the simplicity of the gospel. That's why I'm teaching this stuff It's because that somehow we have got to own up and confess to ourselves, first of all, why do I go to prayer or why do I not pray? Why do I go to church or why do I not want to go to church? Why do I uh, not talk to my neighbors about Jesus or why do I not talk to my neighbors about Jesus I'm talking about a desire that separates us from all the people of the world and moves us into the dominion of God Almighty who came and robed himself in flesh and he said I'm going to have a bride that is like the body of Christ it's not going to be called just the church it's going to be called the body it's going to be called the light of the world it's going to be called the, uh, the redeemed of the Lord it's going to be called uh, the glory of the Lord it's a lady a bride of church that has set herself apart unto the master of life unto the glory of the heavens unto the glory of his gospel unto the glory of his coming unto the glory of the resurrection there ought to be somebody shouting in your soul right now, I am in Christ Jesus, a new creation, and the devil can't have me back. I am sold out to the master. Cannot serve two masters, it's either flesh or Jesus. It's either self or the master who triumphed over death, hell, and the grave. It's not like on Sunday you can choose to behave a little bit. Man in a perfect paradise turned to another God. Can you imagine that? man nothing imperfect nothing missing but just a voice that tempted him has god said He's not well, it won't hurt, you know, to to love things out there in the world, in spite of the fact that he said, "Love not the world, neither the things in the world." For if any man love the world, the love of the Father's not in him. Oh, God, we we forgive you, you know, for for getting so way out on stuff like that. No, 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 no. He said, "I will not have a bride that has a lust." For another world. You been my no, I'm giving you eternal life. I am opening a door for you to walk away from anything that would hold you hostage in some weird graveyard one day when the trump of God sounds and the dead in Christ shall rise and they which are alive and remain shall be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. I'm telling you, it's willing, to, it's worth it. It's a, a not a sacrifice really to give up the world in order to have him. I wish we'd pray for our pastors all over the city again. I wish we'd pray for every church in the city again. I wish you'd bleed the blood for about two minutes at least. Let's go into a travail in the middle of the service right now. God, every school teacher, every principal, every daddy, every mother, oh God, for every preacher in the city that knows anything about the book, give them the backbone and the passion uh, to preach Jesus and him crucified. Oh God, I cry out to you for my Wonderful family, and I cry out to you for this wonderful church family, and I cry out to you for everybody that's doing any good at all. I pray that the wisdom of God, the glory of God, the passion of God, the love of God—that's it. Keep on. I'm, I'm I'm trying to pray a little louder to help give you that freedom, but I wish somebody just go into a travail right now because when Zion travails. Sons and daughters are going to be born. I'm telling you, out of this meeting tonight, there is going to be a triumph in the womb of your spirit. You're going to find yourself cultivating a future for somebody out of this Wednesday night Bible study that turns into a revival, an oasis for a city and a county and a state. I wish some of you men would go ahead and rise and lead out. I've tried to help pump it a little bit. Cry out. (laughs) Cry out, oh God. I don't want my kids to have half hearted religion, I don't want my family to have half hearted science of church. I don't want a half hearted science of Jesus. That's it. Go ahead, mothers. Go ahead. It's all right. Some of you mothers know how to travail, you know what it's like to birth something. If you're listening in online, I encourage you to seek the face of God for our county, for our city, for every preacher, for every mother, for every daddy, for every school teacher, for every politician, for every person that owns a business. We've got to get the spiritual economy upgraded, and the only way to do it is get the river of life flowing like an oasis through every part of our community where we talk it, we love it, we live it it. We praise it. Oh, let's clap our hands to the Lord for just giving us the chance. <clears throat> the cross was and is and always will be. That's why the Bible said, if any man will be my disciple, he must take up his cross and follow me that's right I've got a little bit of cross that's in my house it's about that big I will never forget my grandfather was the first district superintendent of Texas he was working in pastoring in Brownwood I was just a small guy and uh He built a big cross, and uh, he put it inside the church building. And he put that thing on his back, and I will never forget it, never. He would say, as he went to different places in the church, you know, this cross just won't let me go through this door. And then he would go to another door in the building and would take his cross and it was too big to get through certain doors. One of them was the lust of the flesh. One was the pride of life. You just couldn't take the cross to those areas. And so finally he laid that cross down where nobody could see it and he picked up one that he could hang on his mirror. And he said, you know, you can find a cross that uh, will fit in your wardrobe. You can just put it in a drawer. You can hide it wherever you go. You don't have to have the cross unless you want the Christ of the cross. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Somehow. That message reigned in my life until even now. The Port Arthur Church had a, what was it, a 75 year anniversary that we went down and did, or was that a hundred? Surely it's not a hundred. But let's say it's a 75 year. And that little cross I've got now, my grandfather was the pastor of that church way back and they wanted me to come preach and I preached grandpa's message at the first church or the second church he pastored there's just some places the cross can't go you can't keep it and do certain things the lust of the flesh you gotta put your cross down. The lust of the eye, you gotta put your cross down. I don't want a cross he don't recognize. He said, if any man would be my disciple, must take up the cross. Somehow. Spirituality and religion has gotten past doing much of that cross stuff. Sacrifice is uh, its just every now and then. Surely the picture's clear. We have been given the choice of a lifetime. What is 70 years of sin against that opportunity I showed you To start with, ruling and reigning as opposed to being confined to your history. Hell is really just going to be a confinement to where you stop living for the master of life. We all know that we have had nice things in our life, but when they break down, It gets to be hell for us. When we can't get it fixed, when we don't have the money to fix it, when we don't have the mentality to get it put together. When the marriage breaks down, it's hell. When the child-parent relationship breaks down, it's hell. When the children get at odds with one another, it's hell for everybody. When it's the neighborhood, it's hell. That's why the cross, the cross, the cross, the cross. I don't want to get loose from the cross. I want to live that life. Don't you think for one minute I think I've reached perfection, not on your life. I am preaching to your pastor tonight as much as I am anybody. God tells us what to shun. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, the pride of life, because God so loved you that by crucifying your flesh, you could respond to his spirit. But if you don't crucify the flesh, there will be a dull, distant roar, should I have made this decision to pray? to fast to seek the face of God to obey the truth because if your house divided against itself cannot stand one day it will be tempted to lie one day it will be tempted to gossip one day it will be tempted to leave the fruit of the spirit at home and do what I want to do I don't need that fruit I don't always like that fruit it makes me behave in a way that uh, I don't know I think I need a, a shot of a, a what. what is that stuff cocaine Uh, uh, maybe I can get over this stuff if I get enough drugs in my body no 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 I'm going to tell you you're going to send it spiraling into a hell when you come off of that drug Uh, but when you get into the Holy Ghost uh, I'm telling you you talk about a lift you talk about joy unspeakable and full of glory and when you begin to obey the word of God you talk about climbing over hills and going through valleys and saying oh Oh, my God, brother, hallelujah. You may not have been in this all of your life, but I'm going to tell you, I already see the joy of the Lord. It's joy unspeakable. It's full of glory. I'm not disappointed. They can make fun of him all they want to, but Jesus was superior. And he said, let me tell you, they're going to treat you like they treated me. So if it bothers you, just go ahead and do what they want you to do. But if you want to show them him, do what he wants you to do. If you really want to show them the door, testify how you went through that door. (laughs) Tell them... Man, you gotta you gotta crucify the flesh. You 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 gotta put the flesh to rest. But I tell you what, when you come through that other side, born again of the water and the spirit, it's still joy unspeakable and full of glory. And so he said, "Let me tell you this." Uh, he said, "You're gonna be saved by the renewing of that, uh, because uh, as often as you take the cup, and as often as you take the wafer, and as often as you renew the Holy Ghost, uh, and you go to that prayer chamber and you pray till you." You talk in tongues again until the flesh don't have the rulership over what you say and how you say it and what you're doing and how you do it. No, 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 no. Renewing of the Holy Ghost gets you back in stride. It gets you back in rhythm. It gets you back in harmony. It gets you back in glory. It gets you back in super victory. Yeah, you're willing to do anything. You watch an addict. They're willing to give a last dollar and they're willing to rob their mother and daddy to get another drug. And all God asks us to do is crucify the flesh. Don't go rip your mother and dad off. Don't go rip any friend off. Just go to Calvary. You don't have to be the wisest person on earth to figure it out. Sin takes a devastating toll on all things. Life, life relationships, and business. I don't know if any of you have seen this. Anybody got a bottle of water here? Uh, You got one? Oh, Uh, no, you had not drunk enough of that one. Let's see here. Is that in God? Is, you, have you drunk most of it? Okay. So, this is your own bottle? Uh, stand right there. I'm going we'll to get it back to you in a minute. But, uh, <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> That's what we do to people when we sneeze hate. Germs of jealousy. You think that's going to be pure water now? I promise you that's going straight in the trash. It's going to Calvary tonight. Did that ring a bell? And we're letting our family go without weeping in faith. I'm not talking about weeping in disappointment. I'm talking about weeping in faith. Because weeping, man endures for the night but joy is coming in the morning there's a revival breaking loose in this Wednesday night Bible study I'm telling you there's a glory cloud hanging over this place tonight whosoever will let him come and drink of the water of life freely you're going to go out of here a new man a new lady with a new conviction and a new convincing I'm going to do it because I preached it good I guarantee you there's a lot of people that could preach it better but I'm preaching to you straight truth since the smallness of 70 years of self denial one day in hell one day outside the parameter of righteousness peace and joy see right now everybody feels it This whole world is full of righteousness, peace, and joy. And the worst vagrant, the worst sinner, the worst harlot, the worst of any of them can sense a certain amount of righteousness, peace, and joy that's because Jesus is everywhere all the time anytime so that anybody that wants to get out of the rest of the pathos can go ahead and get in the river of life and they don't have to worry about the pathos anymore because they're living in the river of life it's in them a well of water springing up into everlasting life it's always got glory it's always got peace it's always got joy and so whenever you find yourself yourself facing a trial inside you you got the muscle you got the wisdom you got the spirit you got to climb yes it's still climbing up but you know without a doubt I got out of sin once I can get through it again and I got out of it one time I can go through hell again because greater is he that is for me than he that is against me I can do all things It wasn't that the Apostle Paul never was tempted again. He just wasn't tempted enough to go back. He's the one that said he was tempted. So, God's saying, Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? That the everlasting God... The Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, feigneth not, neither is weary. Could, could I just stop there and preach a minute? your, your greatest weariness and your greatest fatigue and, and, and you sort of uh, brother I just uh, see uh, nobody look right now, but you ever get drunk? Well, hey you've seen a drunk, right? Act like one. Just, there you go. Don't be weary in well doing. Because I'm going to tell you, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. I'm talking to somebody tonight that the devil thinks he's got you surrounded and down forever. And it may be online, but I'm here to tell you the resurrection is in town. I'm telling you the resurrection is in your law in your courtroom. I'm telling you the resurrection has got news for you. I am still the deliverer he giveth power to the faint has anybody ever been tempted to give up he gives power on your day on your downest day call on me he said in the day of trouble my ear is so tuned in. I will hear you and I will come to you. Therefore, by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifest it's available being witnessed by the law and the prophets uh, and even the righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe for there is no difference for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God but they are now justified freely by his teaching Uh, come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden Uh, I will give you wisdom Uh, I will give you knowledge Uh, I will empower are you with my spirit and you will rise again and you will be walking down the road and you'll see a trial but the greater is he that is in you and so it's no big deal so what he said is in the Old Testament I'll make the high places low the low places high the crooked places straight what do you mean God I'm going to give you such power you won't even notice the curves you won't even notice the mountains you're going to have so much power if you have to go up. or if you have to go downhill it's just one and the same the Lord is with you the Lord is saving you the Lord is redeeming you the Lord has got your back you don't want to miss the last revival the last revival is about actually I see it happening now that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, shall be exalted above the hills. Somebody say all nations. Did, did, Did you ever hear that scripture? Some from every tribe and nation will be there. The last nations are just being reached. That's why we give to missions. The United Pentecostal Church has a plan to send apostolic, ministry to the furthest corners of the dark worlds. I wish you could hear all of this. Wasn't that Brother Sedra? Was he awesome or what? I I, I thought about just keeping him here. But they need him over there. He shall judge the nations and shall rebuke many people. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Somebody say, using everything available to have the revival God has promised. Most of you don't even have a pruning hook, so he's not going to use yours. But you got a voice. You got a hand. You got the means to send another missionary. Just amazing what's happening. Pray you, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. You know I'm not great. But as soon as I got the message about Katie's little baby, Brooklyn, and I heard Brother Jim crying on the phone, I felt like I was so far away. I wanted to be there. And I tell you, God visited me in our driveway just before I came to church. He's still an ever-present help in the time of need. I needed something. And I'll tell you later what he gave me. But it was so awesome. I stood there almost paralyzed. Now, let's look at this as we leave. Somebody say, fight the good fight of faith. Tell your wife, tell your neighbor, fight. Fight with everything in you. For the good fight of faith is the critical issue of the last day. I am seeing former people that used to be joy unspeakable and full of glory. I am seeing people that used to shout and dance at the drop of a hat, give it all up. Lukewarm is taking over. I'm part, but I'm not really that thrilled to be a part. I used to be so full of joy and excitement, you couldn't hold me back. But now it's a you got to have the right song, you got to have the right message. It's not about just joy, unspeakable and full of glory anymore. It's like I I I gotta go to church. Uh, No, no, no. I'm going to the house of God. That's why I've talked to us about that. If you I'm going to the house of God I'm trying to say it every time I leave my house I'm going to the house of God I'm going to the house of God I plan to meet the God of the house I plan to have a revival with the God of the house he's a restorer, he is a renewer, he is a redeemer he is the help he is a strong tower in the day of trouble, he is a righteous God, he is a holy God I'm going to his house I want the bread do you really believe you're going to be ruling and reigning all that stuff are you prepared because the only way we can rule and reign is the same way Adam and Eve ruled and reigned in the garden obedience That's what cost them the garden. As long as they were obedient, they ate the good of the land. That's why the book says it clearer. They that be willing and obedient shall eat the good of the land that's heavenly places when you get into the New Testament he had made us to sit together in heavenly places have you read that in your Bible that's what he's talking about going to the house of God going to the prayer chamber going into your bedroom and worshiping God doing what my dad and my grand my father-in-law did my father-in-law had that stiff hip but I'm gonna tell you it didn't stop his praise uh, my wife and I've talked about it many times over when he had a headache and when his body was hurting you'd find him going through the house. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah to the Lord our God. Thank you, Jesus, for hope. Thank you, Jesus, for the church. Thank you, Jesus. And I'll tell you, he would light a fire in that church sanctuary. He couldn't get past this, Brother Jerry. But I will tell you what, he gets to dragging that old leg around, and I'm telling you, it wouldn't be long. A bunch of people be just running for him. They'd be running with him. They'd be skipping with him. I'm telling you, it's one to have elders that go through hell that don't give up on heaven if I can keep resuscitating we are going to truly transform businesses and places we're not jealous. If anybody decides to go here, they go there. I don't want anybody getting at the table that don't want to eat. I'm not gonna serve leftovers every church service, but I am going to warm up some of the truths that need a little spice, or what we call, uh, you know tying a chain on somebody and pulling them out of there <laughs> when you get stuck we're going to tie on to you and we're going to preach and preach and preach and have church until all of a sudden you feel like you've got to get up from where you are because he said he inhabits the praise of his people The one translation for that is he pitches a tent, Brother Malone, and dwells where people praise him. I know some people that don't care if he's in their tent or not. The Bible calls our body a tent. Because they've got enough of this, they've got enough of that, and they're at ease in Zion. And no worry about reaching the lost give a little to missions or this and that and the other but as far as getting out there and shaking the bushes and sowing seed and all that stuff man don't come here with that pastor that's the main mission of the king sow seed he that goeth forth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again rejoicing bringing what? Sheaves with him. Have we got five minutes? We could pour ourselves out in prayer. It's eight thirty-three. What time's TV? Come on. Have we got five minutes? We could travail for preachers and the city. Could we find a place to pray with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength? To
1: be like Jesus.
3: What is the rush? To be like
1: Jesus
3: when Zion travails have five minutes that we could find a place to pour our heart out for the the sake of a lost city an at ease and Zion community that's it weep for your children he said
1: He that goeth forth weeping
3: That's it God don't let this preacher go to sleep Don't let him get at ease in Zion With that nice house, nice car, nice RV Nice monies Don't let that take him over God I confess it to your church. I don't plan for that to happen. That's it. Oh, God. I don't want anybody going to hell out of Paris. My faith says we can change the current.
4: Get lost
3: with so much going on at the United Pentecostal Church. If you can use anything,
1: Lord, you can use
3: me. Oh God! Don't let this preacher take get my hands, in some routine, That it's easy just to go Touch through the routine. My heart, Lord, speak. thirsty. Our city needs revival. Our school system needs revival. Our work ethics need revival. Brother Proctor needs a revival. Sister Proctor needs a revival. We've got some senior people that need a revival. They need to hear about need to know what they gave their life for. It's really, really moving. has poured his stuff out to this church for years. Several others of you that are here tonight. But he's been through some things and health wise that some others haven't. And I want, yes sir.
5: Hold on. Let, let,
3: let me. I want them to all hear you. Even those online, I want them to hear you.
5: I missed the missionary and I hated it. But I woke up Wednesday morning. I've been talking to Sister Dodd bit about it i didn't have no idea i was gonna have one last wednesday and uh i got up and my stomach was kind of hurting i thought and I, I thought, well what's going on and boy it wasn't about a hour or two boy that thing done moved around my side went right in the middle of that kidney I thought, oh i know what this is and i just started getting feeling man i didn't have so much trouble with them things i said oh no i ain't going to the mercy room i ain't going but i i laid around and i about 8, it got worse. About 9, it got worse. by 10, it was really getting bad. And by 11, I was ready. If I'd have had carpet, the only reason I wasn't pulling the carpet out of the floor is because it's got tile now. That's the only reason. Uh, and by 11, I said, I'm going to call Sister Dot. So I called Sister Dot and I said, put me on the prayer request. Uh, I have got a kidney stone, there's no doubt in my mind, this is what it is. And I said, this thing's got me in the floor. Susie was telling you know, oh, come on now. I said, yeah, i got to go to work at 1.30. He said, I said, you just go on. I know. So I told the Lord, I said, I'm not, I'm just not going to go. And I was, I, went, I hadn't taken no medicine or anything like that. I didn't have any. And uh, anyway, make a long story short, I, at, at, at that was about 12 when that came on the prayer room. That was on Wednesday. And about 15 to 1, it just went away. I mean, it's like I didn't even have one. I I couldn't believe it, because I've had some bad episodes of these things. And it went away at 1 o'clock. And what was so ironic about it, I had a doctor's appointment at 2 o'clock with Dr. Torina about these things that was planned six months ago. So I go in there, and I said, man, I'm trying to have a kidney stone on it. he said, really? She said, well, you may want to go in the nursery. I said, I ain't going to the nursery. I said, I didn't been touched. I'm not going. He said, well, I'll give you some pain medicine and he uh, talked to me about it and everything, and I went on home, and I got it filled, but I didn't even take one. I still haven't taken one. Uh, they gave, He gave me some, and, and I, I said, I ain't going to no mercy room. I didn't want to go through all that, you know, and so that night went through. Y'all had the the missionary came, and, and I still, I stayed home, and I was, you know, I was apprehensive there you know I was thinking boy I hope this thing don't get a hold of me again the next day less than 24 hours I passed it the next morning
4: Praise and God. I
5: mean I didn't even Jeff I think come by on his motorcycle a day or two later he said well I started to stop but I didn't know if he was still having trouble with that kidney stone <laughs> I mean I was after getting my camper back to the lake. and uh, he didn't turn around but anyway I just want to tell you that that prayer within less than an hour after I put Praise it on God. the prayer chain, it went away. And I, I want to pray as we leave tonight, but I just I couldn't help it. And, I, and I'm, I'm really thinking about Sister Dot this week because I know what them things will do to you. Lord, thank you for this service tonight. Thank you for watching over us. Help us, Lord, to all be alive. Help us to always fight the good fight of faith. Help us to hang on, be with us as we go, to work, wherever we are. In life as we meet people in stores and everywhere we go. Help us God to lift you up. Be with these people the rest of this week and all of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
3: Oh, let's clap our hands to the Lord as we get ready to leave. Thank you. All right. Shake hands with at least one person. If they look clean.